We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey guys, and welcome back to another week of Your Welcome Radio. I'm your host, Tori Gordon, founder of Coachable. I'm a corporate dropout and recovering people pleaser turned online entrepreneur, speaker, and self-love junkie. And each week, I bring you a thought or a guest to help you get inspired, stay connected, and slay your fear dragons. So get ready to thank yourself for listening because you're welcome here. Hey, y'all. Welcome back to another episode of this week's You're Welcome Radio. I can't be more excited to announce my co-host, Madison Dalmaso, who's joining me on Instagram Live to talk all about the law of attraction and manifestation. Madison is somebody that I met uh, a couple weeks ago back at an entrepreneur uh, convention in Orlando, i.e. live, and there we got to really connect and understand what it is that she does as a manifestation coach alongside her dad and what her journey has looked like since she was really a sophomore in college. That's when she started asking bigger questions that many of us don't ask until we're in our mid to late 30s or 40s, maybe even 50s, and we're having a midlife crisis. And that's when we ask bigger questions like, what am I here for? What am I meant to do on this planet? How can I make a bigger impact? What's truly going to make me happy? And Madison started asking those questions um, as a sophomore in college and found herself on a personal transformation and personal development journey that has led her to working with some of the world's greatest in terms of personal development. So to say that I'm excited to have her on is such an understatement, but yeah, let's get started and dive into this week's episode. Okay. Um, so yeah, guys, sophomore year of college, um, I was racking up debt as many people do in college, you know, and it's like normal to rack up debt from college, which is just insane to me now, but, um, I was. And so my parents had told me they'd covered the first two years and the second two years were on me. And as soon as the second two years came around, I was like, well, shit, you know, like this is, this is real, you know, it's fine on their dime and I'm grateful for that, but now it was on me. And I just didn't know how or why it didn't make sense to me. So I didn't want to drop out, but I did transfer home to a state university, Fitchburg State University, which was not where I wanted to go. I totally had to eat my pride and just transfer home to a state school. I really didn't want to go there. I loved being at a big university, being far away. I loved all that, but I just couldn't wrap my fingers around being $120,000 in debt when I graduated. So I transferred home and I just started digging deep into myself. Like, what do I want? What's my purpose? Why am I here? Like big, big questions um, that I think most people don't ask themselves until they're in midlife. 
right? Like what is my purpose here? What am I doing? Um, and so that kind of led me here to where I am today. It's been two years. My dad and I have been partnered in business together and we now teach people. I more so help people figure out what it is that they actually want. Cause that's where I was. That's a space I was in. Um, so what do they want? What's their purpose? What's the direction that they should be going in? Um, and he is really amazing with sales teams and corporations and taking someone from six to seven, um, figures is his area of genius. Um, and so that's what we do now. We travel together and we coach online and it's, it's a lot of fun. Um, and it's become my purpose and direction. So yeah, very grateful for the experience, but I can totally relate if you're in that space and you're like, Oh my God, what the hell am I supposed to do with the rest of my life? Yeah. Yeah. And that was me. I mean, I got a degree in social work and realized really quickly, Oh, I can't make the money I want to make or have the lifestyle I want to have, but I just, I think a lot of us just have these broad visions. We think, oh, I just want to impact people. I just want to make a difference. Or we have certain skill sets. We're like, oh, I'm good at building relationships, but how do I make that into a career? You know, and people are just so confused. Um, and like you said, a lot of people just follow the path until midlife and they then are questioning and asking these bigger questions that you asked really early on, which have been really the game changer for you in your life. So, I'm curious for listeners, can you talk a little about how are you introduced to the law of attraction in manifestation to begin with? Yeah. So that's a good question. So in parts of my journey, um, personal development journey, I got into network marketing and I was at a conference in Vegas called GoPro mastery. If you're in network marketing, I highly suggest getting to that event every single year. Um, but I was there and a man by the name of Bob Proctor was speaking on stage on the stage And uh, my dad was with me and Bob started talking about the sciences of wealth building and the sciences behind uh, the law of attraction and the sciences behind earning money and residual income. And I was like, science, like, I love science. What do you mean there's this science behind how I think, act and operate? What do you mean there's a science to design my life? Like I can study this. This is actually, it can be applicable and measured and this is real, you know? And so that really resonated with us. And, um, we began studying with him very, very closely four times a year since then. Um, and he's really been our biggest reason and mentor just to really carry his information forward. And it wasn't even his information. He studied with Earl Nightingale, who studied with um, Andrew Carnegie, who, um, I'm sorry, Napoleon Hill. Yeah. So Andrew Carnegie and then Napoleon Hill, which the author of Think and Grow Rich, as you guys know, I'm sure. Um, so he's, Bob has really brought all that information forward and he's really the only one at his level teaching it and training it. I mean, he doesn't even consider himself a public speaker or a motivator. He's just teaching information. And so we are essentially doing the same thing. Um, and yeah, that's, that's what sparked it all. And we, we decided to carry that torch forward. Bob's 85 years old. And um, so we're just soaking up as much information as we can. <laughs> yeah. So if I'm not mistaken, Bob was also featured on The Secret. Is that right? Mm-hmm. So if you guys have heard, watched it on Netflix or read the book, this is what was has been a lot of people's introduction to the law of attraction. Mm-hmm. Um, so the fact that you've been working with him is insane. One, one, you and your dad. So tell me about what was it like being in that conference as you know, a student and thinking like, what, okay, I hear what he's talking about this, like sciences of success, but how does that like have anything to do with me? Honestly, it was really scary. You know, like it was scary because 
not, I mean, in that moment, I was just like, wow, this is fascinating, but like, how do I actually do it? Like, this is great info, but what do you mean? Like, how do I do this? What's the process? Um, and so, but after when we started studying with him, I realized that it was very overwhelming at first. Um, and this is something I help people through because you realize that everything that's on your plate, you actually ordered everything from your career to your relationships to your health your weight your fit like everything your aesthetic everything um that's in your life was ordered by you intentionally or unintentionally and i also realized that i had the power to create anything i wanted and be do or have anything that i want in life and that's that's a lot of responsibility to take on um especially when it comes to saying okay so you know i want to be an actress like oh my God, that's going to cause me to maybe quit school, maybe move to LA, maybe move to NYC, maybe, you know, end relationships. Like, you know what I'm saying? So when you start entertaining what you really want in life, it can be scary. And there can be roads that have to end and close and moves and, you know, all these things that could come up. So for me, I was excited, but I was scared a lot. I was scared. I'm trying yeah. to ask where. <laughs> no, no, you're, you're fine. Well, it's, it's interesting because you said something about how everything in our life we've ordered. And a lot of us, I think, when I was first getting into this too, we don't want to take responsibility for the bad stuff. You know, we won't, we don't want to say, well, you know, especially anything that we consider a problem or not ideal in our life. We're like, I didn't want that. I didn't ask for this. Talk more about like, but we really did. What does that mean? And how does that actually, like, how does our reality start to form? Sure. Like some people say, like, they're like, oh, yeah, the law of, law of manifest, um, law of attraction, like if it's real, then how come, you know, someone gets hit by a car, or someone gets cancer, or someone does this, whatever. Um, it's not necessarily due to your ignorance, um, but it's more so due to um, generational ignorance as well, right? So us not knowing some things, hold up one sec. Um, us not knowing some things gets in the way of um, what we really want and what we don't want coming into our lives, if that makes sense, right? So, um, for example, if you said, you know, if in your family, like, everyone gains weight at the age of 30 and then age of 30 is approaching, you're like, oh, my God, I'm going to gain weight, I'm gaining weight, and, like, that comes into your reality, but you didn't necessarily want that, that's not, that's not a cause of your ignorance, you not knowing, but it's generational ignorance, meaning that your family and their mothers and their grandmothers, they didn't know. And so they formed such and such habits, which got passed down to you. And now you encompass the same things. Or let's say, um, you know, um, maybe you have really bad money habits and you don't want those, but you're like, like, well, okay, law of attraction, if I don't want them, then why the heck do I have them? Well, it might not be because of you and your belief system, but what was passed down to you and what was the generational beliefs and ideals before you were even here. Um, the same thing with like cars and stuff, like, you know, everything on this earth, humans, humans brought into this world, you know, everything that's mechanical. And so um, I don't know if I answered your question, Tori. I kind of got distracted. Yeah, no, no, it does. I mean, I think, like I was saying, we, some of us, we don't want to take responsibility for the problems in our lives. Right. And so, or, or think that anyway, we had, were associated with bringing those in, but like you said, a lot of it has to do with our belief systems and, and the thoughts that we think. So 
is something that I teach with my clients is, you know, a belief is something, it's just a thought that you think over and over and over again. And you start to believe that it's true. For many of us, those are established at a very, very young age. Mm-hmm. And unless we're consciously questioning those beliefs, we don't ever change them. And so our life and our, our reality, for me, I thought work had to be hard. That was one of the beliefs I had. That work has to be hard, that I have to hustle and grind to make money. That if I'm not struggling, I'm not working hard enough, thus money's not going to come to me. But, and I would always have just enough, but I would never have more, you know, abundance. So I think it's really interesting that, one, you've caught on to this really early in life where a lot of people won't or don't until they get to a point where they're unsatisfied with life and they're asking, okay, why and what else can I do to change this? So talk about how our beliefs and our thinking um, creates what we see in physical reality. Yeah. So I just want to make sure I touch on everything you're saying. So I'm taking notes. But so when it comes to like getting to a certain point in life when you're just like, oh my God, what have I ordered? Like, what is my life? Why am I getting these results? Why are these things showing up for me if I don't want them? If you're not intentionally um, manifesting, if you're not intentionally deciding what you're thinking all day long, you're not monitoring your thoughts closely. We'll talk more about that, I'm sure. Um, But if you're not doing that, then by law, right, the law of opposites states that if you're not intentionally doing it, then you're doing it unintentionally, which means the chaos of the world and your family and your, your, um, you know, friends is just sinking in and sinking in and sinking in. And so what this means is that if you're not emotionally getting involved with things that you want and thinking thoughts of um, that are going to serve you, for example, like you get a bill in the mail and it's a little bit more than you expected. And so you get emotionally involved with that bill and you feel negatively about that. And then all you're doing is solidifying that belief that money is not abundant, that you don't have enough, that this bill is a lot of money, blah, 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 blah. And we kind of go, you know, la 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 down this rabbit hole uh, and it's unintentional. We do it on accident because we just don't know um, how this stuff works. Um, And so what people have to understand is that your thinking controls every result that you have in your life. And if you don't know how to think um, in, in ways that it's going to serve you, if you don't know how to monitor your thoughts, if you don't understand how your mind works, then by law, things that you don't necessarily want are going to get in. Um, how many times have you heard the word cancer in the last 5, 10, 15 years? Like everyone's getting cancer now. If you don't know how to guide guard your mind, um, your subconscious of that thought of that belief that everyone's getting cancer and that it's so hereditary and that if your mom has it, you get it, then that belief's going to go right down into your subconscious. It's going to accept it as fact and it's going to manifest to and through you. Well, um, that's so important and relevant for me personally. I lost my sister and my mom to cancer. So no yeah. See, so, I never even used that example, Tori. So that is something like, yeah, I don't know how that came out, but it did. It's huge because, and that's a belief I I don't have, but doctors and society and other people have tried to put on me is that you're more, you know, susceptible or higher risk or whatever of, of having cancer, right? And I intentionally don't entertain those thoughts because one, I know they don't serve me in any capacity. Um, and that I've gone down a lot of bunny trails with other thoughts that, I, you know, I'm like, I've, I tend to learn when things don't go well so that's one I'm like anti will not um but it's funny yeah that you say that because 
regardless if it's cancer or if it's gaining weight or if it's never having enough money or whatever it is money debt we've seen that things not working out yeah if we've seen that um as a reality in our family or our close friends or whatever maybe a lot of our family is living in poverty and we feel you know like oh well it's destined for me or i'm gonna go to prison because these are the statistics or whatever it is we're almost setting ourselves up for that actually to occur 100 percent. and so for you one thing that i would be doing every single day because consciously you might be thinking you know i'm not going to get it but subconsciously you might actually have a massive fear around it which is totally understandable mm-hmm. um and so what you should be doing every day it should be a habitual everyday practice for you anytime you think of that anytime you think of illness or anything in your body um, and even if you don't, I would get in the habit of saying, um, I'm so happy and grateful now that my body is perfectly healthy as intended by nature. And I would just repeat that over and over and over and over and over again until you're blue in the face, um, because that's how our mind works. Um, and we can talk about that, but that's one thing that I would, I would do. I actually did that because I used to have a massive fear over it because I lost several family friends from it mm-hmm. as a little girl. And I just had this massive fear around it. Like, oh my God, when am I getting it? You know? Yeah. Um, so thank you for sharing that. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's my story and I actually, something I'm getting into personally in my coaching and personal life is EFT tapping. And I don't know if you know anything about that, but there's this similar mantra that you use. Like I love and accept myself. Mm. Like, although mm-hmm. this, like, and it actually you say whatever your fear is or whatever it is, I still love, completely love and accept myself. And for, for this, it's more like affirming the good. the the truth of what you know we are whole perfect beings and we learn fear when we come into this earth (laughs) and we learn all these it's all like we have to remember who we really are um and not all the fear that's been placed on us right like reaffirm like i am whole i am healthy i am grateful for the healthy body that i have yeah 100 percent. cool so um what is like, what does manifestation and the law of attraction look like in our daily lives in terms of what would you say to somebody who's just realizing, oh, my thoughts are that powerful or how do I start to really be conscious and aware of the thoughts that I'm having and what can I put into practice now that's going to help me achieve a greater level of life and abundance in my life? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, This topic is so huge. And I feel like, like you mentioned the secret early on, um, Bob actually gets quite, not annoyed, but he (laughs) disheveled, maybe. Uh, Because throughout the whole movie, they maybe mention the law of vibration once or twice, um, or at all. I don't even, I don't even remember hearing it at all. And Bob used it a lot of times during the recording, and they just didn't pass it over. Um, because they didn't understand, um, the law of attraction wouldn't exist without the law of vibration, right? So everything, everything vibrates, you know, from this water that I'm drinking to our computers, to us, um, to our goals, to a million dollars, you know, everything vibrates, everything exists on some um, level of frequency, right? And so whatever you're in tune with, whatever frequency you're on, is you're going to receive that. Have you ever heard um, the phrase misery loves company? Yeah. Okay, that's no coincidence. (laughs) You know, they're on the same level of vibration. They're gonna naturally attract each other. There's a reason why we collabs to do this podcast. 
not everyone does this. You know what I mean? We're on the same frequency. Um, something that you said or I said or appearance or something about our aura, something attracted us to clap, right? Um, so this is with everything and anything, including things that we can't see. And this is the thing that people people or people say, you know, uh, it's, it's woo-woo magic. It's because you just can't see it. But if I were to say, okay, tell me how gravity works. You wouldn't tell me. You just say, I don't know. All I know that is that if I step off the damn ledge, I'm going to fall down and probably die. Right. But we yeah. don't necessarily, I don't know how to explain gravity, but I just know it works. It's I believe real. in it because it has a massive effect on my body physically. Right. Now the law of vibration, the law of attraction, they don't have massive effects on our body in an instant usually. So we can't see them or feel them like that. And so therefore we don't believe, mm-hmm. but it's no different than gravity. So let's say you were ignorant of the law of gravity and you, when you stepped off a ledge, you would die. Now, let's say you're ignorant of the law of attraction or law of vibration, or there's seven other universal laws that most people don't know about. You're ignorant of those. What do you think is happening to your body, your mind, your physical state, your environment every single day that you're ignorant of that law? Again, we know what happens with gravity. You die. What else is happening over here if we don't know about those, right? And then you look at airplanes, right? And this is just like the back end of it. I'll get into tips for you guys in a second. But look at airplanes, right? Like how how did we get like, I don't even know how much they weigh, tons and tons and tons of metal into the air. Yeah. What? Like manifestation is woo woo. Are you kidding me? Like how did we do that? Yeah. How did we do that? Explain it to me. Right. So they just learned how to get in harmony with the law of gravity. Yeah. They could fly and do the impossible. Right. Mm -hmm. You just need to learn how to get in harmony with your goals. Yeah. Reach them. Yeah. It's no different. We just can't see it. Right. And so if you're someone that's looking, okay, how do I start manifesting intentionally? How do I start guarding, you know, what's coming into my life? and you know what I'm attracting, what you can do, a few things you can do. One, um, you gotta look at your circle of influence. This by nature and by law will just have a domino effect on your life. If you fix up your circle of influence, who you're surrounding yourself with every day, a lot of other things will fall into place for you just by law, okay? So um, if, you're hang- if your friends gossip a lot and they drink a lot and they do things that you know aren't serving you, but you're just doing them because it's cool and because you don't really know what else to do with your time, I would change some things up. I would start hanging out with people that have goals, that are excited about life, that don't drink their nights away. Um, people that, you know, have, have aspirations to be bigger, to get better. Um, people that you admire to be like. So changing your circle is huge. I would do that like yesterday. <laughs> um, and that can be hard too, right? Like cutting off people who've been in your life forever. Um, and you don't necessarily need to be like cold turkey, but just limit your time. And what's often not said is that your circle of influence doesn't have to be alive, right? Like I listen to Earl Nightingale all the time and he's long since gone. Mm-hmm. Um, I listen to, um, Thomas Troward long since gone. You know, a lot of people are long since gone that I put in my ears every day. Yeah. They've become a big part of my environment. So they don't need to be alive. If you don't have access to amazing humans around you, then get an audio book and surround yourself there. Um, so one, change your circle. Two, um, give gratitude every single day for something, things that you already have, things that you've already manifested intentionally or unintentionally that you're very grateful for. Your family, your friends, um, your hair, your dog, 
the computer, your phone, coffee, like whatever it is, just give gratitude for it, write it down. I'm so happy and grateful um, for this water that I get to drink because it fuels my body. Right. You want to say what you're grateful for and why. And I usually, I usually make myself write about 20 things because once I get to 10, I really have to think. I'm like, hmm, like what else am I grateful for? Mm-hmm. And it really gets you in the flow and the vibration that you need to be in in order to receive things that serve you. So gratitude is a very high vibration. Just by doing that exercise every day, you don't need to know much about what I'm talking about. Just surrender to the exercise do 20 things every single day in your journal, what you're grateful for and why, and that will naturally raise your level of vibration and you'll be on a higher frequency to receive things that you want. Yeah, it's um, interesting that you said 20 because most of the time we hear, oh, like three or five things. Like write down your three things for the day and if we do that, like that's, we checked it off on our list. But the fact that when you get to like 10, then you really have to go deeper and that's, that's really when you're stepping into that higher vibration which is key, which is you should almost get like emotional when you're giving gratitude. Um, like when I first started this whole journey, um, emotion is a, a word that we use often when it comes to manifesting, because if you don't get emotionally involved with a thought, it means nothing to your subconscious mind. Um, your subconscious mind only grabs things that are very repetitive or very, uh, emotional. And so when it comes to giving gratitude, if you just did three a day mechanically, like, Oh, grateful for this, this, this done. It's another mechanical thing that's checked off your list. It's your subconscious heard nothing. So if you can sit there in a quiet space, in a dark space, and really let your mind free and really give thought into what you're writing, um, you might get emotional. You might laugh. You might cry. Like, um, I like cry by myself in a room all the time <laughs> like, just for giving gratitude because I'm so grateful. And I've realized, you know, what we really have here, you know? Yeah. Yeah. 100%. I mean, that's something... I, one of the biggest things I think I've learned in the last year or really probably like five years, but specifically this past year is the importance of the present moment. And that as much as when we're thinking about how we want our future to look like or how much we want, you know, like we want this future relationship or future amount of money or this car, whatever it is that we're trying to manifest, right? right now is all we have and so to be able to have the feelings as if you have that thing in the present moment is going to be as like so much more powerful than anticipating the feelings you're going to have once you have it because it's like you're just anticipating how you hope you're going to feel and instead of like allowing yourself to feel right now yeah, exactly. So I love what you said because something that I'm, I left out was that after I'm done doing my 20 gratitude for what's already manifested, I easily and seamlessly transition into things that haven't manifested yet in my physical world. And I give gratitude for those things as if they've already occurred. So before I had my dream car, I would write down, like, I'm so happy and grateful now that by October um, 1, 2019, I have my dream car. It's a white Range Rover. It feels amazing now that I'm sitting in it. It smells so good, blah, blah, blah. I would really paint that picture, actually test drove it before I even had the money for it, just so I could really envision myself in it and really get into the spirit of having one before I had one. So giving gratitude for things that haven't manifested yet tells your subconscious mind, like, okay, wait a second, like, she's grateful for this. We're in a very high vibration. Like we must have this thing. And if it's not seeing it in your physical world, it will cause you to take action to go and actually get it. Interesting. Um, So you said something about a date in there, like an October 2019 or whatever. Is that 
important when you're trying to manifest something specific like should we have like do you put a time limit on these things or you're just like well whenever it wants to come in let it come in it comes yeah, yeah. <laughs> so um you, it's actually a good transition so my step my number three for people that are just getting into it um just so we don't leave them in the dust is <laughs> to realize what your goal is okay so what is your goal what are you going after and when you think about this this is really important um when you think about your goal you don't want to think about something that you know you can do or something that you even think you can do. You just want to be in the space of what do I want, right? So when I was setting the goals to get my new car, this is a good example. I could have said, okay, I know that I could go pay 3K for a used car. That wouldn't be a good goal. Okay, maybe if I leased a cheaper car, the payments would work out and then I could afford it and it'd be fine. Okay, I think I can do that. Not a good goal. What do I want? Um, a brand new 2019 white Range Rover. What? How? Like, what do you mean? My big account did not say that. No one around me had one. Um, my, my own mother loved her to death, but she was like, yeah, right. Okay. You're not getting that. Like, what do you mean? You're not, you're going to go into debt, you know? Um, so your goal should be, what do you want? Not what you think you can get, not what your mom or your dad or your friends think you can get. But just purely, what is it that you want? And the only qualification for a good goal is that you want it. Nothing else matters. So that's step three. Um, and then we'll transition into the date, right? So when it comes to setting a date for your goal, um, I said this the other day um, on Amanda's live stream, you want to think of a date as a scale. So when you get on the scale, if you use it in a healthy way, then you don't get emotionally involved with the result. You don't get on the scale and it's five pounds up and then you go pouting and crying in the corner and you eat more, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? That's not, that's not going to help us out. Um, same thing if you lost weight and that wasn't favorable for you. You wouldn't get emotionally involved with that. You would just take action to ensure that the next result was different. The date is no different. So for example, I actually ended up getting my car two days after October 1st. Um, my lease for my old Volkswagen was up on October 1st. So I was like, well, I got to get a new car by then. So that's why I chose that date. My mentality around that was I'm either getting my car that I want or I'm walking everywhere. So I better figure it out. I really put myself on the hook. Um, So your date is a measuring tool. It's just like a scale. It's no different. You want to use it as a a guide. But if it doesn't happen, then like you don't shut down your idea, right? Like if you don't lose, if your goal is to lose five pounds and you haven't lost it by four days from now when your goal was, you don't just throw your eating diet out the window and say, oh, it's not possible, right? You keep going, but the date is to create urgency, right? Just like losing weight, you want to create urgency instead of day, like I want to lose it by my vacation. Great. Now you have a reason, you have a purpose, you have a why, you have urgency. Um, That date for something that you can't physically measure is no different. So your weight, you can physically measure. So it's a little easier to manifest. And that's just manifestation in and of itself. Losing weight is a manifestation of a goal that you had in your, in your conscious mind, right? So your car or your income or your relationship or whatever it is that you want that you can't physically see now is no different than losing weight. You know what's so crazy about that? This came to me and obviously we were talking about my mom and cancer earlier. I lost my mom, um, in uh, almost two years ago. And when she was diagnosed with ovarian cancer, they said it was stage four ovarian cancer. And they said, you'll have no more uh, you'll have five years to live. And that was a time that they threw out there that they said, 
this on average, like women don't live more than five years. My mom lived five years in two weeks. And it's like subconsciously or consciously that time was put into our heads, into her head, into all of our, and we accepted it as fact. And we, and her body and her energy and all of that sustained itself until, you know, that time came and then she said, okay, my, this is, it's over. So it's just fascinating that we can, like you said, we're either consciously or unconsciously being affected by these things all the time. And it, it's like, we have to take our power back and our control back over these things instead of and saying, no, this is the time I want to put on it. Cause what, what would have happened if a doctor said, oh, you have 20 years to live, <laughs> you know, who knows? It's just, it was like something that we believed and accepted. And so that's what manifested, which is just so insane. Yeah, I can't even get into the medical side of things because we'd be on here for five hours. <laughs> yeah, sure. But because that's the first time I've ever thought about it. They way. put on a white coat and they have a, what is it called? A scopey thing on their neck. <laughs> and they tell you something and you accept it as facts because they put on a white coat. They did a study of this. I can't remember where. I'll try to find it for you. Um, they did a study where a guy put on a white coat, dressed up as a doctor, told her a different diagnosis, and she had different results in five days. I believe it. I mean, it's like the, um, it's the, it's belief. It's belief. What is it? The, um, oh, what's the word? When you take a sugar pill? Uh, placebo. The placebo effect. Yeah. Like, if you believe that this is going to, you know, I'm going to, rub this on you and you're going to have a, a allergic reaction you're going to but if i don't you know it's, they've done so many studies around the placebo effect it's the same thing it's, it's same your thing. belief and the how powerful your mind is and mm -hmm. that it accepts that yeah yeah it's fascinating and <laughs> it also i think it's terrifying for a lot of us yeah. that aren't being conscious of our thoughts that how much are you allowing like you are totally just reacting to life instead of actually creating creating it and so and how but how easy it can shift if you take the time to, to mm -hmm. think about what you think about yeah and it's not only that but it's actually understanding like what your mind looks like and those the journey of the actual thought like where it goes in your mind i remember we are getting into our studies deeply and um bob was like you know what does your mind look like and i was like flipping chaos i don't know what it looks like it's all crazy out there and i'm like well it's my brain and he's like no he's like your mind is not your brain no more than your hand or your leg or your foot Mm -hmm. He's like, you cut off your hand, you're still alive. You cut off your arm, you're still alive. Your whole legs, you're still alive. Just a body with a heart and a brain, you're still living. So you're not your body. Your brain is no different. It's just an organ. Mm -hmm. Your mind is just energy. It's just thought processes. It's energy. And so that blew my mind. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, this isn't a tangible thing. Like what? You know, yeah. our brain is just an electronic switching station that controls where thoughts go and how we move and all that fun stuff. Um, but understanding your mind map of where your thoughts go and how they get there is super important because you can control your thoughts, but if you don't understand how they get into your subconscious or how your subconscious drives your body into action or vibrate, you know, how you don't understand vibration, um, which is a result of your mood or your feeling, right? I'm in a bad mood, you're in a low vibration. I'm in a good mood, you're in a high vibration, right? And so if you don't understand all of these things and how they work together, it's like, Sure, you can monitor your thoughts, you can read good books, you can feel good in the moment, but if you don't have the big picture, um, 
you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's like only got one piece of the puzzle. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and it's like, I think another piece of that awareness is realizing that you aren't your thoughts. Oh, totally. So can you talk about that a little bit? Because <laughs> yeah. when I had that, that like revelation, I, I'm not the thoughts I think, I'm the thinker of those thoughts. I think shifted for me. I started to see and understand it all of this more deeply. So can you talk a little about that? Yeah, so your thoughts are just like messages from the ether or God or whatever you want to believe in. It's just um, energy coming into your conscious mind. Your conscious mind is entertaining those thoughts, you know, or, or you know, things that come in. And you can either choose to accept or reject them. And this is what we don't learn in school, right? We're taught that if someone says something and they're of a higher status, like a doctor or a lawyer or a teacher or a parent, that is true. And we have to accept that. And so when we're little, we accept them as fact and that's it. But there is no, that's just it. They know better. I don't. Okay, I'm a child. I'm going to, now I'm like, you know, now my dreams are crushed. I'm just going to be a teacher like them, right? So when thoughts come into your mind, I mean, I look at them, I, I use my conscious mind. So the way you can use it for your mental image is you want to divide your face in half. The top is your conscious thinking mind and the bottom is your subconscious automatic mind that drives your body. Okay. This isn't true. It's just for our minds to be able to capture it. Um, so what happens is when thoughts come in, I see my mind as a mailbox, right? I'm like, okay, this thought comes in, for example, oh my God, you know, using the example we've been using with your family, it's like, oh my God, cancer. It's like, okay, that's not, that's, it can be a fleeting thought or it can be a thought that you manifest. If the fleeting thought comes in, you say, oh, that doesn't serve me, I don't really want it. And what I do, because my mind is cuckoo banana sometimes, like the same damn thought will keep coming back and then I'll start worrying about the thought and why it's in there. And then I'm like, yeah. Like, why are you You're like, go away, Like, why am I thinking about this? But it's just habit, okay? So it's all programming. And then as long as you just keep picking it out, picking it out, picking it out, picking it out, and then shift the gratitude. So when the thought comes in and I kick it out once it comes back, you just need to focus on something else immediately. So I go to gratitude. I'll start writing down as many things as I need to until I feel good. And, you know, I'm in that, that positive space, that higher vibration. And then the thought's generally gone. Um, so think of it as a mailbox. Like if you're in business and you're trying to get to 10K, 20K, 100K a month, and this thought comes in that you can't, like, who do you think you are? Oh my God, you're going to go into debt if you invest in this mentor, blah, 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 blah. If you don't want that to be a reality, you can just junk it. Like just see it physically going into a damn trash can in your mind. Like, eh, no thanks. That's good. I'm all set with that. Now, if it's a thought that you want, which our mind is so programmed to shift to negative over positive. So it's a lot easier for us, for example, to think of why we can't do something than why we can do something. It's not easier or harder. It's just our programming to think of why we can't over why we can. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a really good analogy that turned the lights on for me. If you are freezing cold and you're outside and snowing and you want to get warm, do you go make a snow angel in the snow and rub ice on your body? Or do you work with everything that's only going to make you warm and nothing else, right? You go in the house, you get a blanket, you get to the fire, maybe make a cocoa, watch a movie. Maybe I'm going to go do that right now. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, it sounds really good. Yeah. But does that make sense? So if you're thinking negative thoughts that aren't going to serve you, it's like putting ice back on your body if you're cold. Mm-hmm. 
it doesn't make any sense. To me, it's just stupid now because I know so much. Right. That's just stupidity. I know yeah. that this stuff doesn't work. I know that it's only going to work if I work with the things that are going to get me there, which is one, positive thoughts. Two, probably a mentor. Three, you know, um, I don't know, books, audiobooks, any kind of guidance or leadership, research, you know, anything that's going to get me there. You only work with fire if you want to get warm. Yeah. And so thinking negative thoughts about what you want is like putting ice cubes on your body if you want to get your goal. Not to mention fire. Like I just also had that analogy, like, when you're rubbing two sticks together to try and make fire like what is that is energy so just like the people that are like oh energy is so weird and i don't know what that means like come on these vibrations sound like sound light all of it when we just take if our physical out of it yeah i i mean i can so relate to that mentality though because i used to be in the same space i'd be like you know what do you mean i'm energy what do you mean like <laughs> thoughts are things i don't get it you know but if you think down to science class, when we were learning about molecules in the body and how everything vibrates, no matter big or no matter how, how small, right? Everything has a vibration. Nothing is not moving or it ceases to exist, right? When our bodies stop moving, we die and they disintegrate into the earth and energy recycles. Yeah. So everything works by law. Everything works by law. We can't choose to believe or not to believe. Believing in manifestation, the law of attraction is like saying you don't believe in gravity. What the hell do you mean you don't believe in gravity? Okay, go test it. You know what I'm saying? And just because you say you don't believe doesn't make it not exist. It's going to exist either way. (laughs) That's what I'm saying. So people are like, oh, how did I get this on my plate? Well, this is how the universe operates. This is a law. This is a universal law. Just like gravity, it's just you haven't known about it for the last last X amount of years. And so this is your life. Which goes back to why your circle is so important and why the yeah. things that you're consuming is so important and why yeah. your own personal development and getting mentors is so important because if you, you're not, if what you lack is information, because we live in the information age and there's really no excuse to say I don't have the resources anymore, right. we can ha- go to Google and find them. It's if you don't understand any of these concepts that she's talking about there are ways for you to get more information, to change your circle, to get people, get around people that know about it, to go read a book, like she said, which kind of brings up something I wanted to say, like when you are talking to somebody about this, that is still kind of on the fence or has like, what are the most common excuses you hear people say about why they can't do something or why they can't invest in a mentor or why they can't be like you and have the life that you have? Like, yeah, that's great for Madison, but that's not my reality. You know, what are those common things that you think, think of when you like talk to people? Why, why they can't have the life that they want? Yeah, so sorry, I think there might be a tad delay, so I don't know, but um, so the common excuses when I'm talking to anyone about like, if this can be their reality, because I used to be that way too. I used to say, well, that's great. It can work for them, but it can't work for me. Well, they must have some special genie over their head, but I don't have it, right? Um, You have to understand that you and I are no different, and the people that are listening to this or the recording of this are no different. We all have the same mental tools as long as you were, you know, born as intended by nature without any, you know, um, disabilities or anything and and you're blessed human being with a mind and you can think for yourself, then you have the same mental toolbox that we do and that anyone does. It's just, do you know how to use it? And what was your programming up until this point? Okay, so if we took you or myself and we put ourselves as, you know, um, 
Bob Proctor's children. Okay. And we grew up our whole life hearing everything is possible. You can be, do, or have anything that you want. You are beautiful. You are intelligent. You are smart. Money is just energy. Like money is abundant. $100,000 a year is not a lot of money. If we grew up hearing these same beliefs, we would have different results right now. It's just the belief that creates the fact. Mm -hmm. That's it. It's really no, no, no more complicated than that. It's just the human brain overcomplicates it. And when you don't understand something, you fear it, you doubt it, and you worry it. So I would cause, I would, I would really um, encourage anyone that's listening to this that doubts it is to gain understanding upon it. Maybe get a mentor, maybe read a book like a hundred times on the subjects before it really sinks in. Um, and the most common objections are, you know, I don't have the money. Okay. Well, I didn't either. You didn't either. You know, you find it. Have you ever really wanted a purse or you really wanted some new makeup? Cause I'm a makeup like fiend. <laughs> um, Sephora owns my life, but you know, have you ever really wanted something? You don't know, maybe have the money, but you take out a credit card and you get it. I mean, what about college? Like people, do people save up two, three, 400 K to go to college before they go? No, they take out a damn loan. Yeah, Yeah. they take out a loan. So, but when it comes to investing in a, in a modern day mentor who has actual applicable knowledge on where you're trying to go, all the red flags go up. Oh, I can't, you want my money. You're just trying to sell me. Well, yeah, I am trying to sell you on your flipping self, (laughs) you know? (laughs) So it's just, it's just about understanding things and taking a hard look at your beliefs and why you have those beliefs. Like we have to go to college. Well, where'd that belief come from? Society. Do you want it or do you not want it? If you don't want it, discard it. If you do, then keep it. Because you have the power to choose your own beliefs. You don't have to just accept what everybody else does. Yeah. That's when you realize that a lot of your, like, if you're on a path that you feel like you've been sleeping, walking, sleepwalking through, or just been doing what you're told, when you realize that you have the power to change your mind and decide you want something else is just insanely empowering. So, and then that's when my life changed. I was like, well, if she can have it, why can't I? Instead of looking at everybody through the lens of comparison and, and making myself feel worse about what I didn't have, it started about me. It started to make me dream about the possibilities of what could be. Right. Sorry. I'm moving you. No, you're fine. Yeah, no, I, I went through the same exact journey. Um, but it, again, it's because like we didn't grow up with these millionaire, billionaire parents. If we did, things would be different. So it's just understanding like what was your environment when you were growing up and like how many of those beliefs did you take on to be true? Um, and, you know, take a look at them. Like what are your beliefs around your health? What are your beliefs around your income? I was talking to a client the other day and she's like, well, you know, 100K is a lot of money. And I said, who says? Who says that's a lot of money? If you have that belief, then you're never going to earn more money than 100K. You'll earn exactly 100K, but no more and no less. You'll live exactly five years, You whatever it is. Yeah, that's so true. Yeah. So true. So I so, think the big thing from, from this is to realize that manifestation is not something that you can opt into. It's not something that you can get. It's something that you already have. It's already working for you. You just need to learn how to tune into it and use it to your advantage, just like gravity, just like we started to tune into gravity and how to work with it instead of against it, right? Airplanes, hello, you know? Yeah, and anything you want, it starts with a thought and then how much momentum you give to that. So like the guy that wanted, you know, the right or will write 
brothers. Right brothers. So, yeah, the Wright brothers. <laughs> they the thought about the airplane way. in their mind first before it ever existed in physical reality. They thought about it. Exactly. So. And now I think, sorry, I'm really bad with these names. I think it's Edison with the light bulb. Like he mm-hmm. failed like 10,000, 10,000 times. Like this dude had a belief like no other. And eventually he harnessed light. Like we flick on a light switch without even thinking about this, but how the hell does that happen? And we're afraid to fail. We're like, oh, I don't want to fail. And we can't manifest 100K a year. I mean, yeah. really? <laughs> yeah. yeah. So yeah. so this is another really good analogy that I'll leave you with and then you can wrap it up or whatever. Because yeah. um, we could talk forever. But when it comes to turning on a light switch, like having fear, doubt, or worry or not believing in your goal is like turning a light switch on and off and when you turn it off, you're expecting it to still work. So you're, you're turning off the flow, but you're expecting it to still happen. Mm-hmm. You're doubting it. You're turning the light off, but where's the light? Well, the light's not on because you're not in the flow. You're not in harmony. You're not in belief. Mm-hmm. So why would it manifest for you? Mm-hmm. It's not going to. Yeah. So in conclusion, guys, I think the important thing is, yeah, knowing that this, this is all always happening, you can learn how to make it work for you instead of against it. And one way you can really, really start doing that is getting clear on your beliefs around all the things in your life, whether that's relationship, money, career, finances. I think I said money and finances are the same thing. Health, whatever it is, you know, what do I really believe and how is that belief playing out in my life? And look at the evidence of your life and it'll tell you. So if you don't like where you currently are and what your current situation looks like, let's rewrite some of those. Um, Madison does that for a living. I do that for a living. There are a number of coaches or mentors or whatever books you can read, um, people that can help you do that. But um, thank you so much for enlightening us, helping us on our own personal journey, mine, and uh, yeah, bringing some awareness to this and making it less scary and weird because that's the thing. It's not. It's a universal law. It's always happening. It's always around us. Let's just make it work in our favor. So thank you. Thanks for having me, Tori. Appreciate it. Hey, y'all. Hope you enjoyed this week's episode all about the law of attraction and manifestation. This is one of my favorite topics to talk about, and we could have gone on and on for hours. So thank you so much, Madison, for being part of this week's episode. You know, as always, you can follow me on Instagram at Coach Tori Gordon. And also, if you are interested in getting coached live on the podcast, send me an email to hello at ToriGordon.com. And don't forget... Thanksgiving, and that means Black Friday is right around the corner. So that means massive savings are headed your way. So if you're not on my email list, go to the link in my Instagram bio and sign up today. You don't want to miss out on these incredible savings.